0: Hello and welcome to another episode of TWSS with Zach and Nicole. Welcome if you are a new listener, if you're a return listener, thanks for joining us again for another exciting episode. Um, Please remember to check us out on all of our socials linked in the show notes and continue supporting our channel by giving us comments and letting us know what you like and what you don't like about what we're doing. Um, I also want to quickly say, before we start, um, I listened back to our previous episode, episode one, and we did a little bit of misgendering for Ezra Miller, and I want to apologize to anybody who identifies um as they them that was not purposeful on our part and that's something that we are very conscious of and that we want to do better with so apologies from us at the twss podcast so nicole what are we talking about today
1: yeah so i um just read a couple hours ago that um As anyone may know, The Only Murderers in the Building is a Hulu based original show featuring um, Martin Short, Steve Martin, and Selena Gomez. Season three, they just added Paul Rudd a few months ago. And then today it was announced that the goat of acting, Meryl Streep, will be joining in the third season. Very exciting. Um, I'm going through and finishing up uh, season one. Uh, Big shout out to Gabby for literally tell me I need to finish both season one and season two. Um, But that was just a little tidbit I wanted to add for today's episode. Um, So we are actually going to be focusing primarily on Golden Globe highlights and the Critics' Choice Awards, which uh, Critics' Choice premiered or it aired this week. Um, And then Golden Globes was last Tuesday. So, Zach, one of my uh, questions for you is... What was your biggest takeaway from the Golden Globes?
0: Uh, they need to make it exciting again? I don't know i I, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't watch it. I have no interest in it. I haven't had interest in it in a long time, um right. I'll be honest, like from our nominees episode where we ended season two on to how we started season three, like I kind of guessed a lot of these folks and I was right. Right. I think I I had like a good 85% correct on who I thought was going to win. So, I mean, that feels good, but obviously that's another thing of just like you want there to be some shock, some excitement and... There wasn't much of that for me. Uh, but yeah, I didn't take much away from it. What did what did you take away from it?
1: Um I'm actually going to disagree with you on this one. Um my biggest takeaway is that it was a huge comeback story for a lot of the actors and actresses. Um Jennifer Coolidge won her Golden Globe. Um that was super exciting. I loved her speech from the Golden Globes. Um, and I always butcher names. I do apologize for this. Uh, Kiwan,
0: ki Ki-Hui-Kwan.
1: Ki-Hui-Kwan, thank you. Um, I loved his speech. I loved him winning, uh, I believe it was Best Supporting Actor, um, for limited, for a film, for drama. Um, yeah, I, I loved it. I actually had Cassie literally sending me every winning and I um I actually so best picture I do have to say best picture I'm happy it went to the fableman uh-huh. which was directed by Steven Spielberg uh-huh. um nothing against any of the others um and this is something that we did discuss if anybody who um going back two episodes towards season finale um Nothing much to say there other than I haven't seen it, so I don't really have an opinion on it. I've heard great things mm-hmm. about it. um, But I'm just, I'm I'm kind of happier that that film won over specific other films. Mm-hmm. Um, But yeah, that was my biggest takeaway. I just love seeing, like, I've never seen, I've actually never seen Twitter so happy before. Like, people were saying that they were happy about who was winning. Mm-hmm. They were happy with the speeches. They were happy with, like, Austin Butler, Um, which that's going to come up for me in a little bit. His speech was great. Um, Lisa Marie and uh, Priscilla Presley were there, and what a fanta- um, what a fantastic just great night seeing all the mm-hmm. text. Your your favorite movie R R one R R R. But yeah, what was your favorite moment from what you might have seen from like highlight reels or any like any tweets?
0: Um. I definitely saw the speech from Ki Kue Kwan, which was really special. And I think to have Steven in the audience and listen to him, I think was really inspiring. Um, I think, I can't remember if it was the Golden Globes where Shirley Ralph won again. I think it was the Golden Globes this year she won. Um, And she had a great speech, I heard. Um... Or it might have been Abba Elementary one, and she was part of the the speakers. But yeah, I, it wasn't it wasn't much for me. A lot of it was expected, I, so I didn't really take the time to watch. But I did see some tweets and things that rolled in over the course of the night. So there was that. Yeah.
1: Um, I actually had two top favorite moments. One of them was for you. <laughs> and um, my first one was uh Michelle Yo's acceptance speech. What she
0: told the people to shut up.
1: That and she um brought like race into it, which mm-hmm. I it, but in a respectful kind of manner, like in a joking manner, she brought it in and um kind of called out called out Hollywood. Mm-hmm. And It took her 40 years and I'm, and you know what? Like everything happens for a reason. Mm. But I did love that she told them to shut up. And I mean, I, I I hate when that happens, Mm. but I also love that. Like, listen, like these people get, don't get this chance very often, like actors and actresses. And, um, so it, that was a good moment. I loved hearing her speech and then Abbott elementary. I remember how much you told me you loved it and seeing those winnings and I've seen, I didn't know, I did not know mm-hmm. that the, that Chessie from Parent Trap is in that show.
0: Like she's one of the best characters in that show. Yes,
1: I didn't wow. know. I had no idea. So I'm definitely going to start watching it soon. Um, once I get past Only Murders in the Building mm-hmm. and Ginny in Georgia. Mm. But I just wanted you to know, I have literally kept thinking of you every time I got like the... Um this person won. And then I love the the I don't know his name, but one of the guys that one from Ab- Abbott Elementary had like acknowledged one of the women on the show and he just goes, you know. And I was like, that's such a good friendship. Like I feel like that would be us. Like if if we were giving like an acceptance mm-hmm. speech for something, like we mm-hmm. just have to make like a nod and you're like, you're no. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I uh those were my two favorite moments from the show um biggest snub if there was one if you think there was one
0: i didn't think there was one in in my opinion um and i could be very wrong but i didn't really think there was like a big snub snub so yeah i'm curious what you know because you actually kind of were watching it or at least up to date with it so
1: Um, I wouldn't say that, like, this year, I wouldn't say there really were any type of snubs. Maybe that wasn't the correct term for it, but I I definitely think, I was shocked that everything, everywhere, all at once, not when best picture.
0: Fave wins one, right?
1: Yes. But again, we haven't seen that movie. Mm. So for all we know, like that movie could have definitely earned it. Um, were Austin Butler and Brendan Fraser nominated in the same category for best actor? Yeah. Okay. So so I think that was definitely my, like, I'm happy Austin Butler won his first nomination. I've heard nothing but praise about him Mm. in Elvis, but for some reason I was very, I, I was happy, but I was also like, Oh, like, I feel like that should have gone to Brendan Fraser. But we even said back in the episode back in the season finale of our second season Mm. that that there were a few categories Mm -hmm. that were very difficult for us to even have to choose someone who we'd want to win yeah that was that was definitely one for me that i was like "Eh, i don't know but what are your thoughts on
0: that That's that's the nature of award season of having people right pitched against each other, um, so I can't really be too surprised. I I also think it's like it's very apples and oranges to compare Austin Butler versus Brenda Fraser in that role. I think right. you have the wonderful comeback story of Brendan Fraser, and then you have the up and coming you know meteor that is. Austin Butler and and you now have the meeting of heads and different generations and like it's a wonderful, wonderful Hollywood tale. But I also think, I think that, I think that Brandon Fraser's decision not to attend the Golden Globes and his past comments about the Golden Globe, which fully justified. Fully justified. Right. Want it to be known. I totally agree with him, and that's what we need to do more of. That of 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 listening to people and and letting them take the space that they need to take. I think that may have impacted, and yet I also think that you know what I don't think he needs it because as we're going to go on to ta- talk about, he won a critics award. Ch- so yeah, yeah. really, like, hard. I. I you win some, lose some kind of thing. And I I I also don't think I think his performance was good enough to win it. I also don't think I'm not sure if he would have wanted to walk away with that award. But, you know, I don't know him and I don't want to speak for him and, and mm-hmm. but I that might be an argument. And and yeah I don't think anyone's upset about what won and what didn't. And I can't think of any right. real Crazy snubs. I will say maybe one thing that I was questioning was um the woman from Ozark winning in that category. Oh, Julia
1: Garner. Yeah,
0: that may have been the only one that I questioned a little bit, but outside of that, I couldn't have I couldn't have questioned much about that award show really.
1: Right. I mean, I haven't seen the whale yet, but I know um. Shannon texted me that her and her husband saw it over the weekend. Mm-hmm. She walked out. She was sobbing. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one of the reasons I'm waiting to watch it at home. Just because I've like, there's this, I, I think maybe you've seen it in this, in the final trailer, there's like a two second part of him at the end, like a two second clip of him at the end. Um, Very emotional, mm-hmm. very empowered. Like, it's just like two seconds and you're like, damn, I'm going to cry. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm definitely it's on my list to watch this year. I'm just scared to. <laughs> that's fair. But that's that's also the power of film. Yeah. Power of film makes you embody and
0: mm-hmm.
1: feel it's it's an empathic thing. You yeah. feel what they feel. Yeah. Um, so definitely excited to see it. But moving on to Critics' Choice Awards, um, we did highlight a few, um, or Zach did. Zach highlighted a few of the categories for us. Um, best Picture went to everything, everywhere, all at once. Definitely well-deserved. Um, I'm happy they did win it. I Again, like every film in the category is always special. It's always great. But this one... Um, oh, I'm so sorry. I do have to mention from Golden Globe. So one of the best... I think the only time I have ever in my life probably like have done a little yelp or gasp at an award ceremony or at an award show, Angela Bassett winning Best Supporting Actress for her role in Black Panther Wakanda Forever. That I, for me, I wasn't expecting it. And it's Angela Bassett. It's Angela Bassett. I know, but when. But Marvel roles never usually win or get nominated. The only other time this has happened was when Chadwick Boseman was nominated for Best Actor for Black Panther, and he was snubbed. But it's in my opinion,
0: Angela Bassett. Like, can can we I just know. can we just like Hollywood royalty? <laughs> can we just take a moment there and just say like, should always be in the running if she's involved in something. Should always be part of the conversation if she's involved in something.
1: And I, her and Davis, that, I agree.
0: To add that, also coming off the back of, of Chadwick and coming off the back of possibly this snub, it feels like right. poetic justice for her to get Absolutely. this award to continue to carry the torch moving forward. So I wasn't surprised at all.
1: <laughs> Fair. No, I'm I'm happy you weren't surprised. I wasn't I I was more of like, yes, like this is a great I win. I get what you're saying the first right the first marvel win but anyways i just had to throw that one back out there completely forgot about it um we discussed best picture we're not surprised <laughs> i still have to finish this movie and i will best actress uh for film with kate blanchett for tar um we both knew or you knew you saw the <laughs> My favorite moment from the season two finale is Zach seeing the poster of TARD saying, oh, she's winning. <laughs> it's Kate Blanchett, though. It's Kate
0: Blanchett. Like,
1: what do you expect <laughs> me to do? Phenomenal actress. Everything she does. Just chef's kiss. Uh, TV, Zendaya for uh, Euphoria. Mm-hmm. Goes without being said. Not a shock. Best actor for film uh, was Brendan Fraser for The Whale. Makes sense. I mean, at this point, I'm not. It's really like, so with award season, I just have to enlighten people. So with award season, it can always go one of two ways. You're either going to sweep every single award ceremony there is, meaning Golden Globes, Emmys, um, or Golden Globes and Oscars and Critics Choice. Like you're going to just sweep if consecutively, and that's how at least we know or I know, that they're going to win the Oscar. So with Austin Butler winning at Golden Globes and now Brendan Fraser winning at Critics' Choice, I really don't know who's going to get the Oscar.
0: That's good. That's how it should be.
1: And that's what I – exactly. No, that's my point, is I like when this happens because usually there's – um I can't remember who it was, but somebody a couple year like every year somebody always sweeps it and it's like, oh, well there's no shock there, they're going to win.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but for TV, Bob Odenkirk won for Better Call Saul. I've heard so many fans of the show are mad that Better Call Saul did not get better like did not win more awards throughout its TV running.
0: i mm-hmm.
1: I've never seen the show, so I don't. Yeah. I I don't know anything about this I, or Breaking Bad. I've never, I couldn't get into Breaking Bad. Um, best supporting actress. Film, Angela Bassett for Black Panther, Wakanda Forever. No shock there. Uh, TV, Jennifer Coolidge for The White Lotus. She's really funny. <laughs>
0: she's great in it she's great in it like there should be no surprise she's really good in it
1: my favorite was from her at the golden globes holding the trophy (laughs) she puts it you didn't see this though she puts it down and she goes it's really heavy can i just put it down (laughs) and she does and everyone finds it hysterical she goes i don't work out (laughs) um But yeah, she's fantastic. They both are. And I love, again, like, I feel like this award season really should be called, like, the comeback kids season. Because all these actors and actresses are, who should have won, who should have been nominated for projects years ago, Mm -hmm. are finally getting acknowledged Mm -hmm. and recognized Mm -hmm. for their work. Mm -hmm. Like, for me, like, this is something that I've been wanting to express. What? I don't know. I, I'm listening to you. <laughs> Best Supporting Actor, Film, ki Hu Kwan for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. No shock. Uh, TV, Gene Carlo Esposito for Better Call Saul. I didn't even know he was in this. <laughs> <laughs> Really, like, what would it take to surprise you? That's what I want to know from award season. What would it take to surprise, like Zach, on something?
0: Honestly, someone out of left field. It would really, it would really take a lot. And I think another thing is once, once someone plays a role twice in a series, I'm kind of like, I already know you, you're gonna win.
1: Right. It takes you
0: a little bit of time to figure out who your character is, or you just come straight out the gate knowing who your character is and and nailing it first time so none of these none of these really surprised me
1: you know what like (laughs) for some reason what popped in my head was Jared Leto from Morbius
0: that would make me question who the people are who are judging the material and whether they're credible that that's what that would do
1: um, best director, the Daniels. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Yep. Um, any other? Um, any bit? Any snubs? Uh, favorite moment from Critics' Choice? I know you probably didn't watch it.
0: No, I saw. I saw bits and pieces. Um, yeah. I I think it was good. I, one thing I loved was watching Ki Kwakwan hug Brendan Fraser after winning the critics trust the world for best actor. I thought that was that was amazing. And, that, and to your point, like comeback kid stories, that was, yeah, that was the moment that I was like, oh, that is so cool. Mm. And he was like, I knew it. I knew you were going to win. I knew you were going to win. Just like a very supportive friend. Aww. And they had like a really nice talk back and forth. And then, yeah, like he sprinted over there. It was really great to watch. So I saw that
1: one of my favorites i have to say what is um definitely brendan Fraser's speech i watched it um a couple moments off yeah and i love i love the way that he just every actor that goes up there every actor actress um never failed to just thank obviously the crew the directors and like their co-stars the way he praises sadie sink It's just so precious to see because it's kind of like a, it's like a mentor-mentee kind of thing. And Sadie Sink is on the brink of, she is an up-and-coming artist. She's Mm -hmm. fast-tracking to be, I don't want to say top-notch actress, but she's fast-tracking herself that way. So I just I love to see the praise that they all receive from each other and the fact that Brendan Fraser is in award season and um is he doing did he is was he only um not attending or doing anything with the Golden Globes or is yeah, he also was, doing that um, with the Oscars it, doing It and-
0: was only the Golden Globes I believe.
1: Okay. Yeah. So so he he might attend the Oscars. He right? might attend the Oscars. I, we'll see okay. we'll find
0: out. But I definitely know he yeah. was he was by kind the of the Globes,
1: right? Because I was a little shocked to see my Critics' Choice, so I wasn't sure if he was just specifying an award show or if it was all. So I guess we'll see. Um. So in DC, so speaking of with DC News, uh, I'm gonna turn a little corner here. So, according to Grace Randolph, our favorite blogger. There's a good chance uh James Gunn first DC announcement could be taking place sometime this week, which she announced this last week. So um I mean there's only like two weeks left in January. So I don't know what are your what are your hopes in general for DC? Like what do you want him to what are your hopes for his first projects?
0: I'm hoping for a colorful Like what would make you excited? Superman Tonally I want a Superman who who feels very much like how the comics and animation paint Superman. Uh as far as like the plan going forward I just want to see the first phase and and, and See some sort of trajectory, some some way we're gonna get to an end point, even if he doesn't reveal what the end point is. But, um, introductions of some characters that get us to a a good point. Honestly, I don't know what I'm hoping for. Again, I I, I can't tell you because. When Marvel started doing phases, like we we never knew. We didn't know. Like we once you saw Iron Man and a couple more Iron Man movies, like it was hard for us to go, oh yeah, this is like a first phase. Like you you didn't know until you were in it, or later on you were like, oh, that was the first phase of a series of phases. So for me, I'm looking forward to just a fresh start, some direction, where that goes, I don't know. But I think at the end of the day, if we have someone who is supposed to be the brains of the operation and they create this trajectory that even if that person decides to leave, the studio continues to follow on that trajectory. And I think that was that's why you've got the two camps of DC fans and Zack Snyder fans. Because the Zack Shanna fans really believed in the story that Zack Snyder was telling and the, and the direction that he had because they perceived him to be right. the brainchild of the DCEU, not realizing that that's not a title that he wanted for himself or one that was given to him. And so I'm hoping that Gunn says, you know, this is my baby, this is what I want to do, this is the story moving forward and this is how we're going to go. So even if Gunn decides, you know what, I don't even want to be involved in the day-to-day situation. I'm trying to be more like foggy where I just tell you what's going to happen and I dip. Like, right. maybe if that's what he wants to do, I just hope that the studio continues to go, all right, it looks like a new Aquaman is next for this phase. Let's do this Aquaman movie. Like, I hope that that's what they, they do. But, you know, we'll see. I think, I think a lot of interesting stories are going to be told. I'm interested. I'm interested, actually, to be honest, I'm interested to see where the Batman fits in knowing we're getting a second one I want to see where, if if that is part of the timeline or Batman's his own thing, or maybe we're developing more with Robert Pattinson and then we bring him in later on. Like, I don't know, but like, I'm interested to see where that fits in, especially with the success of the first one and knowing that we have a second one on the horizon. But, you know, these all might be just ending the previous installments, like, uh, Joker two might just be we're ending the previous installment and we're moving forward. But I wouldn't be surprised if he's like, you know what? I'm, I'll include those in it, and then I'll just add on some extras.
1: Right. I mean, I could be wrong. I think he. Had, I think there was something mentioned months ago that the Batman and Joker are both its own thing. I think they're, gonna they're not going to be. Gonna be- yeah, so I wouldn't be surprised if if he did bring them in somehow in the next few years. Maybe that it, who knows. Um I mean, but those are, those are great. I mean, what what project are you what project would you want them to start with first? Like what are you what would you love to see first? Superman. Superman? Oh, you're
0: right. Teen Superman. I want to see a, a a colorful Superman. I miss it. I miss just a superman that that inspires hope and and strong sense mm-hmm. of justice like i want that and not to say like i didn't enjoy man of steel or anything
1: right i just
0: want to see that colorful palette and prove that you can still make a great comic book movie Using a lot of bright colors because I think we've gotten stuck in this rut where we think everything needs to be muted or dark, and I think it's unnecessary. And I personally, I think tonally it was just wrong for Superman to be as dark as it was. It felt
1: yeah, I was gonna say it felt
0: dark. But I think it's very much in in line with Zack Snyder as a director and what the, his aesthetic. So I wasn't surprised by it knowing you know all of that. So i'm really hoping for a colorful superman fun a fun tale um and i also think with the success of superman and lois smallville i think you have a good context for developing uh superman to be the face of the new dc era
1: so speaking of this those shows I'm genuinely, cur- genuinely curious. Have you seen Superman and Lois yet?
0: I saw the first episode. And I thought it was very interesting. But I haven't been invested enough to want to watch the whole show and keep up with it. But I know it has a loyal fan base. Like, people really love it.
1: So I will say, out of all the DC shows that I've ever seen... This has to be my my number one favorite. I have been watching it since it came out. I told Kara that it wasn't... Nothing can beat Smallville for me. I watched it through for the first time two years ago. Mm-hmm. And I thought it was fantastic. Tom Welling, Michael Ro- Rosenbaum, all of them fantastic at those characters. Tom Welling, I feel like, really embodied the character of Clark Kent and Superman and his values and who he is as a person. So, and obviously watching like Henry Cavill, watching Superman over the last uh, decade or so. Um, this show, Tyler Hoechlin, fantastic. It's, it, I mean, they really cover a lot and. I mean, some of the stuff I already knew from Smallville, like they bring it, I won't spoil it, but there's like villains. I'm like, Oh, like I don't, and Kara knew already. Um, who, what it was like the storyline, they're kind of going down. So I would highly, highly, highly recommend watching Superman and Lois, like finishing it out. They're going on to season three, this, uh, March. And it like, I've seen like the tweets and it, it feels like a high, high CW production. Like It seems like they took all the money that they were spending on like all like the Arrowverse shows and they just put it into this. Because it's that it feels like a movie, like an ongoing movie each week. And it's like I can't like I cannot stress enough how much I love that show. So I'm really excited to see it back. Um, And it's for both seasons like it's very a lot of the times with CW like it's hard to mostly get like full order shows and whenever I tell people like if it's not a full order show like it's probably going to be bagged within like a first like season um this show before aired picked up to 22 episodes so for it to be picked up to 22 episodes but before its first airing is amazing so again definitely recommend it um Do you so uh, going back to James Gunn, do you think that he, for his DC characters, maybe he'll start all of them back at a younger age? Or because I know he has made the comment that Superman will be back in his teenage years or he's gonna be younger.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: So, do you think like the same thing's gonna go for, um, for Wonder Woman or for, um, Bruce Wayne, do you think he's going to start younger and just kind of start from like an origin, not an origin story, but like their first couple years? I do. But do we think he's also going to have two Batmans as the thing? Do we think we're going to have Robert Pattinson?
0: That's Batman? what I was saying, and I, then
1: this Batman.
0: That's what I was saying. I oh, think,
1: that's what you were in. Inclin- okay,
0: I think. But again, like we know, the Batman was year two <clears throat> into the Batman cycle. Batman 2, we don't know where that's going to show up. It could be further down the line, maybe a couple years, maybe it's for year five. So then Batman joining Gunn's DC universe, it wouldn't be too far removed to say, you know, he's fully established. It's year eight being Batman and he's been ready to go. Like, there's nothing wrong with us starting there if, if he chooses to bring him on. I really do think, though, Gunn would bring Matt Reeves... And Robert Patterson into his trajectory, I think it makes the most sense, right. and I think it would unify a lot of things. Um, so we'll see where that goes. I think, I think it's clear from Reeves that Reeves is trying to build something, especially with Barry Keoghan as the Joker, and you've got uh, the Penguin series coming out and things like that. So. I feel it's part of it. I just don't know where it fits in. But yeah, for Wonder Woman, and honestly, can I be honest? Mm
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Always. I really feel like Gunn's gonna give Green Lantern another shot. And I think he's the right guy to do it.
1: I was gonna say, I feel like he can retell it a lot better than what they did years ago.
0: I'm, I'm really feeling like we're gonna get a... Green Lantern reboot, and it's actually going to be pretty decent.
1: Well, aren't we supposed to have a TV show on HBO Max, or was that scrapped? I'm pretty sure he said it's still.
0: Was this this No, I
1: think I think it's still I think it's still Green Lantern. I just don't think they've actually done anything with it. But with Gun coming on, I think he's going to take obviously. I don't want to say control, but he's going to have more oversight.
0: And I think it's a good way to go is to start it as a TV show. You build up fanfare and then you switch it to a movie universe and you already have the actor sitting there and it would just make the most sense for everybody if that's what they decide to do. But, you know, we'll see what his plan is. Yeah. I I definitely do believe, though, he's the right person for this job and and I'm excited to see what he does moving forward.
1: Yeah. I mean, I'm not... Uh, obviously you're more of, like, the DC canon guy, you know, more of the comics, um, yeah, I, I, I've said it before, I'm, I've always been a huge fan of Superman, oh, was raised on his comics, was raised on his, every, like, the tale of him, um, along with Batman, so, I'm I'm more just interested to see like what they announce, to see the projects, and just see okay what's his trajectory, what is mm-hmm. he plan to do for the first two years, what do they plan to um to do the stories mm-hmm. they decide to flourish and bring to life for the fans. Um, so I I'm excited to see if. Any of these upcoming DC projects do fit into into his timeline and into his story, um, telling for DC for the next four years. Um, any other comments on DC?
0: Nope.
1: Um, moving over to Marvel. So according to my Cosmic Circus, um... I just thought this was an interesting theory. I had sent you something last week regarding the Darkhold. Um the newest theory is that Kang could be the author of the Darkhold in the MCU. Um <laughs> I know how much you love your theories. There was there was a huge theory going around that with this film um that Kang I'm going to hold on, let me bring up so the scarlet witch prophecy could have been king's plan to assure no one got in his way as she was prophesized to either rule or annihilate the cosmos and even the multiverse so i just thought that was a fun little gimmick because you never know what's going to happen in this film they're really emphasizing a lot on um time and I'm interested to see if the 10 rings from Shang-Chi do show up in this film It could be related, could not be related, um, but the marketing has begun for the film, so we've seen a lot, we've seen some interviews, um, I'm just excited Bought my tickets, any thoughts?
0: None whatsoever. I have.
1: I just know you're excited to see Jonathan Majors kick ass.
0: Yeah, I am, but I'm. I hate these these theories, then, because you know, somebody, somebody is gonna get very invested in the theories, (laughs) and is gonna go into the theater expecting to see their theory come to life. Because they really sat there and created dialogue of what folks might say in that moment to then be rudely disappointed. And then have the nerve to to text me being like, oh, it didn't happen the way I thought it was going to happen. No shit. <laughs>
1: like I feel very attacked.
0: You should feel attacked because it's about you.
1: <laughs> Anyways, um, so I'm assuming you saw my text.
0: I see every <laughs> text.
1: <My theory. laughs> I see yeah, every text. Do. So I have to say this was the best text I think I've ever sent to Zach because, okay, as we all know, I love my theories, and I I say it every. Every freaking Marvel film that's about to come out, I always say this, and I and I know it, I try and hold it true, but it never ends up true, that I'm not going to get invested into all these theories. <laughs> because I don't want to be overhyped, and then I don't want to make up this whole thing that John Krasinski's going to come out and be the aerospace <laughs> engineer in WandaVision and lose 20 bucks. So... <laughs> um. So I had sent that to Zach and I wrote in big capital letters, what if, (laughs) what if the post credit scene of Ant-Man and the Lost Quantumania is him discussing the prophecy and to bring the Avengers down, the camera pans from him to Wanda and she says, I am listening. Boom, lights out. And yes, Zach did not respond. But tell me that's not a good, like, that's not a good ending. You're like, that's getting not invested.
0: Well- what are you talking about? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. You're like 27 and 0 at this point. I'm not trying to get invested. <laughs> but what if, like, you're already invested.
1: Listen, Wakanda Forever, I was technically right, but they just deleted the scene. Confirm or deny, but I was right. Anyways. I'm excited for it. We have a month left for Kang to um, rule the hell out of the multiverse for phase five. And Kevin Feige, from what I've read, is excited that it's finally time for Ant-Man to be at the front of Marvel. So I'm excited for him, too. He is an underdog.
0: Tell me I'm technically wrong. Technically, most of them are underdogs.
1: But I always root for the underdog. I do. I love so? I love Ant Man. <laughs> <laughs> Any final thoughts on anything we've discussed tonight?
0: <laughs> I want to say congrats to Golden Globe winners and the Critics Choice winners and um Altogether, just an exciting year of film. I'm hopeful for next year, especially with projects like Everything Everywhere All at Once winning and sweeping a lot of categories. I think I have a lot more hope for original movies in the future and and people taking strong risks with film. So hopeful to see what comes out of it moving forward. And I think there's a lot of excitement in... Both camps of DC and Marvel of what's happening with their entities. So we'll see what comes out of it. But altogether, just a very exciting start to coming for films coming back. I think now, I think now films feel like they're back. I definitely did not feel like this early 2021. Oh no. But I think now I'm feeling like, oh, like I feel cinema's back. So. We'll see.
1: I mean, not to bring up nostalgia, but I, I speaking of early 2021. um, it, it, I'll never it just always baffles my mind how all of our conversations early podcasting were like, will we ever make it back to the movies? Mm-hmm. Will we ever and now I'm. Fighting ticket holders. So, you know what? It's a win win for both of us. Yeah. Um, but I completely agree on everything. I couldn't agree more, I should say, on everything you just said about Golden Globes and movies being back.
0: Cool. Well, that sounds like it's a good place to end. Mm-hmm. That was another episode of the TWSS podcast with Zach and Nicole. And we will see you next time. Next time.